My mum always said life was like a box of chocolates. I am Iron Man. I see dead people. May the force be with you. To infinity and beyond! I will not die sober! I should also probably mention that my name's not technically Sean. What is it? Shang-Chi. 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 Shang. Shan. Shang. Shan. S-H-A-N-G. Shang. Shang? Yeah. You change your name from Shang to Sean? Yeah, I don't. I wonder, yeah. how, I wonder how your father found okay, you. I was 15 years old. Right. He was 15 years old. Hello, everyone. It is Pop Horror Review the Movie Podcast. I am Matt, along with Jimmy and Kelly. Hi. Hi. And today we are on our final week of looking back on 2021 to really embrace 2022 now, next month. Well, not really, because we're doing old movies probably next month, too. But we're talking about Shang-Chi and the Legends of the Ten Rings. First, we did my favorite movie, No Way Home. You did Jimmy's favorite movie in the, second, in the third week, Licorice Pizza. Kelly, it's your turn to shine. Did I say that in correct English? Okay. <laughs> I, it's my. I, no, no. Matt just randomly spoke tongues. <laughs> As I was saying, I was like, "Did English come out of my mouth? I don't think so." But we were doing Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which, as I'm playing the clip, I was like, "Oh wow, I haven't seen this movie in a little bit." I, I saw it like last month or something like that. Because I haven't seen this movie in a little bit. It's been about three days. Last, well, technically yes. No, it was like Disney Plus Day is when I watched it again. No, so November. No, but, for when it came into the IMAX. Yeah, and but I also wanted to like no, watch all my favorite scenes. I watched it too. All my favorite scenes, I like fast forward because like we couldn't like Black Widow. We were able to fast forward to everything, and I'm like, I can't watch the scenes anymore. But Jimmy, <laughs> grace us with a beautiful summary. It better be delicious. Shang Chi, the master of weapon we. <laughs> weapon. <laughs> Are you like four years old? Can't pronounce your R's? Weaponry. Weaponry. <laughs> Shang-Chi, the master of weaponry-based kung fu, is forced to confront his past after being drawn into the Ten Rings organization. The Rotten Tomato score is critics are 91%, audiences are 98%, and... I, okay, so I think... Yeah, my issue was I can't say Shang-Chi and also weaponry. It's it, it, it should have took up. a. You should have been like Shang Chi, comma, the master. That's of why I'm like, I needed to like like it's Shang Chi, the master of weaponry. You could have just said Shang Chi, the master of kung fu. Re you could have just said that. No, it's weaponry based kung no. fu. Anyway, so this month we are doing. We have our beautiful drink of the month. It is called New Year New Drink. It is tequila, triple sec, lemon juice, champagne, and a salted rim. You like margaritas? It's like a, a bubbly margarita. So let's start into some. Shock effects. I think you still try to scare me every time you do that. I really don't. I think you just somehow, we've been doing a hemi. I have PTSD from the one time I thought you shot me. We, yeah, because I just randomly got. <laughs> just randomly, he just shot you, Jimmy. Yeah. I mean, we've been doing this since September, so it's a couple months now. I don't know why you're not used to that sound effect. So, number one. In the late 1980s, Stan Lee had considered a film TV series about Shang-Chi and had in mind Brandon Lee, son of martial arts superstar Bruce Lee, for the role. Shang-Chi was visually based on Bruce Lee, so Brandon seemed a fitting choice, but the plan fell through. That would have been interesting. I don't know. I thought it was an interesting fact. Number two, the first English line isn't spoken until about 10 minutes into the film. And I love that about this movie, because I was not expecting Marvel to actually commit that much to having subtitles. So I, I, I commended them for that. Number three, oh, this is actually very funny, because I wanted to hear your reactions to this. Number three. Deborah Chow, Justin Tipping, and Alan Yang were considered for directors, but 
before Destin Daniel Cree, but also for Shang-Chi, this is who they considered. Ludi Lin, okay. Steven Yen, okay. Mike Mo, I'm not sure who that is. Louis Tan from uh, Mortal Kombat. And then Ross Butler. From what? Glee? No, I Ross think from Austin from Riverdale. and Riverdale. Oh, I thought oh, it was... we thought that's the guy from Riverdale. Oh, that's not the guy from yeah. Austin and Alley? No. That who Disney the, show? What the fuck is Austin and Alley? I don't know. I, Ross Butler, can you go... Wait, 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 is that the guy who they replaced with the guy who left for 13 Reasons Why? Yeah. Oh, okay. I know who that is now. Oh, I thought it was. Wait. Is this why you said this is interesting? I thought you were going to say like a white guy. That's who I thought it was. I thought it was... Who was that guy? <laughs> Are you thinking of the guy from Sabrina? Yes. Who is yeah. that? Is that not Ross Butler? <laughs> That's... Uh... I, I, I think his name is Ross, but I don't think his last name is Butler. That They're talking about the dude from Riverdale. Okay, that makes it much more like I didn't feel as the gross. The guy who left Riverdale. He was the guy Ross in Shazam Lynch. who played the older Shazam. That's Ross Lynch. That's what I'm thinking. Because I'm like, what the fuck? That's why I put it as the top number three. Because I was like, why didn't you just Google it? You know, it's funny. I Googled everyone because I thought I knew the person's name. I guess I was wrong. Okay. No, Ross Butler is the dude who was in Shazam and Riverdale. Okay, that makes me feel much better because I was like, Marvel, you were going to cast that guy? Don't do not do it. Okay, that makes me feel a little I, better yeah. now. <laughs> I know who all those actors are. Like, I know who Mike Moe is and stuff. Who was the, the one guy I didn't realize who it was? Which one? Literally, what was he? He was in Mortal Kombat as well. Oh, okay. And Power Rangers. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, so... He I... actually knows martial arts, so he would have been cool. But the thing is, is that I don't think he's a strong enough actor. So, good on that. Uh, Steven Yun, I think, was a stupid fucking choice. I'm sorry. Like, I love Steven Yun, but he's not a martial artist. And it's just, like, it's not necessary. Like, he wouldn't have done any of his own stunts. I just want to say I apologize to Ross Butler because I thought you were Ross Lynch. And so I think you might have been actually a, a decent choice. So I apologize. That would have been better than Ross man. Lynch. Well, <laughs> that's why I put but it in the there. I was like, Ross is Marvel crazy? Ross Butler, I'm not, I have nothing against people who are, who are mixed, who are half, but it's like, you should really just, there's plenty of like 100% Chinese actors like Ludi Lin and Simu Wu that can take this role. Like, why do they have to be? They don't have it. Didn't it? Doesn't need to be like someone who's of mixed heritage. No, Simu Lu was amazing. Simu so. Lu, he knows martial arts, right? He's, a, he's kind of like a stunt. He guy. was a stunt. He was a stunt man. And it showed so in this movie. Ludi Lin, Louis Tan, they all know martial arts, but Louis Tan is also like he's someone that like you can pull off not being Asian. Like that's a. It's just like I'm not trying to be really bad against that, but it's like Simu Lu was really good, or Ludi Lin. He was good, and we got all those. Um, those stock photos that he was in, those those came back. <laughs> yeah, that, that was fun. so funny. I think he was actually in an IMAX stock photo. The rest of them, I I, I there's no confusion to the other ones. So I, I uh, <laughs> had a little bit of egg on my face. But number four, the producers for the film briefly discussed the idea of an Ant Man cameo. Do them both living in San Francisco, but ultimately decided that it would derail the main story. I 100% agree. Like it just seems weird if Ant Man would randomly pop into the story. No, I think they should have had some Ant Man references. No, because Ant Man's more of like he does his own thing. It's not like a. It's not like he's not like a, like a like a hero hero. He's kind of like a. They didn't spend enough time in San Francisco to warrant an Ant Man. Exactly. Like, you know, it's like the same thing. It was like everything is in New York, but like we don't reference Daredevil. We don't reference all any anyone else. Like Hawkeye didn't reference Spider Man or Daredevil. So yeah. it's like you know what? It's it's fine. That's why I was like kind of pissed when they actually brought back. I love that that Charlie Cox came back, but I was hoping they were going to just like make it a different universe. Because like they never mentioned it after the Netflix shows and after the Avengers, same with Agents of Shield. Just make it say, oh, somehow we're in a different universe. They're starting to talk about them more, but yeah. Uh, and then number five, the actress who plays Jai Ling met an action designer while making the movie. 
the two started dating, and by the time the movie wrapped, they were married. That's Isn't the that? one who played the sister, sister, right? So she met her that love and on the movie. And that's also her first... One of her first things. Yeah, she was very good. The, the acting was very good. But before we get into the movie, that was my shotgun facts. Let's take a quick break. Hi, I'm Nate. And I'm Andrew. And we are the hosts of Two Beards Please podcast. I asked him if he'd ever done this before. He said that he had. So you're asking these questions while you're on the operating table? Just before we start, right. So you didn't think to ask these questions nah. Like in a consultation visit, I really or didn't care. I just wanted lines. to prolong the hot knife cauterization <laughs> as long as I could. I also had some adults come to my door, not with kids. Did you give them candy? I did. What's wrong with you? What's they deserve apples. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite comedy movie that I could think of in four hours when some idiot says, What's your favorite four comedy movies of all time? Okay. This beardy is based on a limited amount of time, and I only had two beers. Laugh with us or laugh at us. Either way, you're laughing, and we're responsible. Find all of the links to our social media as well as major listening platforms on our website, twobeardsplease.com. Throughout my life, the Ten Rings gave our family power. If you want them to be yours one day, you have to show me you are strong enough to carry them. You are a product of all who came before you. The legacy of your family. You are your mother. And whether you like it or not, you are also your father. Is this what you wanted? And we're back. And let's let's talk about the acting, Jimmy. Did you like the acting? I you like Jai Ling, so let's talk about I her. I did like I like okay, now no no. We're talking about Aquafina first. Okay. She was my favorite part of this film. I actually can't choose a favorite. I think they all were very good. They were all good, but like Aquafina, I was like, wait, so she's, I know she can act from the farewell. She got the comedy down and she also did like some, some good action sequences. So I'm like, I'm like, Aquafina, you're in the MCU now. Yeah. Did you see that they want her and and Jai Ling to get together? I don't think that's going to happen because in a deleted scene, like as a couple. Yeah. Who wants that? I, I, Instagram. Oh, Okay. I thought you were like like fans. I was like, well, I guess fans too. Like everyone, everyone wants everyone to get together, and everyone can get together. <laughs> well, that one... would have not been the case in the deleted scenes because if you watch the deleted scenes, there's one where they reference Shang Chi loving being in love with her character, which I'm happy they kind of took out because I'm just like they don't need to be in love; they can just be friends. Did you hear like, what he said now? Because at first he's like, "Yeah, I think they should get together," and I guess they recently asked him. I don't know if he's doing. Maybe he was at the premiere of Spider Man. They asked him. He's like, "You know what? Now thinking about it, I don't think we should be together." Does that mean that Jai Ling and uh, Katie are getting together? I don't know. Be kind of crazy if it did. No, a villain. They and did have Katie? a. They have a. They did have a thing. They had a little moment in her room. They did. They did. In the deleted scenes, it's just like they could they really changed the course of the movie because there's a deleted scene where like she checks in with them right before like they're like right before the end scene when they're like they're waiting for you when Razor Fist comes and says they're waiting for you and then she comes and sits like badass on the throne. Mm-hmm. But there's a deleted scene right before that where she like just FaceTimes like um Shang-Chi and Katie and they're just like yo what's up we miss you blah 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 and it's just like they took that away so that she could become a villain instead of like keeping her like okay she's definitely gonna be a good dude on their side and shit like that so it's like that the deleted scenes could have changed the entire like ending and future of this movie I think I would have liked her to do that 
Like, can I play the both? Can I play, play both sides? Play both sides. I think she will. But it eventually. doesn't make it seem like she plays both sides. No, but that now, it, scene. now it does. But this, the, the deleted scene makes it. I haven't seen it, but it makes it sound like it is because she's like, no, no, not not that she plays both sides, but more like she's evil, but she's still putting on like the the good guy face. I like but that she's idea. Not evil. She's not evil. Um, like she's just like the head of the ten rings. I want power. Yeah, I'm the head of the ten rings, but I still love my family. What's up? No, yeah, I, I actually I like that Shang and Jialing. Uh, I mean, not Zhe, that's gross. They're brother and sister. Um, I like that Katie and uh, Shang Chi didn't get together because like they don't. No one ever just like becomes friends, stays friends. Like, why do they always have to become a couple? Like, I don't understand that. That's why I'm like this kind yeah, of like exactly. th- this. It, it it gave it more storytelling because then it's like oh we have to do the whole relationship thing and then they get they they she becomes the romantic interest. We have to have like a oh we break up and then come back together. You don't you can you can just do something different and like actually have like her be like his right hand man like be like almost like a Ned situation to like Peter Parker and help him and actually like do something, which I think sometimes yeah. the love interests don't get. I think you guys should watch the deleted scenes because the deleted scenes of Chang Chi it's just like. These are deleted scenes that literally would have changed the movie. Like, I'm sh- I don't know if you guys heard of the dinner scene. You know, the original dinner scene where they're with Wenwu and everything. Razor Fist was actually supposed to be there, and it's like his uh, son, Wenwu, really, right? Yeah, Wenwu explains like how he found him and how he's like been a son to him. And then there's the other scene where um, Razor Fist is like with Katie during the big battle and she's nervous and she's like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And he's like, you have to do it. You can do it. I know you can do it. Which like goes back to an interview with the actor who plays Razor Fist. And he like did an interview. He's like, I don't think he sees himself as a villain. He sees himself as a hero, just not in the context that, you know, everyone else thinks it is, but he sees himself as a hero. So it's kind of like they gave him so many more layers. And it's just like, had these scenes been involved in the movie, like the whole like the future of the franchise and the characterization, just like the whole movie would have been different, which is not a bad thing, but it's just like, I find it so interesting because I do like the movie itself, but it's like, would these deleted scenes really change like the course of characters and everything? But I also think it's a good like testament to directing that you have, you have the kind of like balls to kind of be like, this could change everything in like a good way or a bad way, but I want to make the decision not to leave it in there. Like, I feel like some directors be like, well, I just have to have it in there. Cause you know, it leads to better storytelling in the future. You know what I mean? No, yeah. So it's just like it's just so interesting when you look at the deleted scenes because it's like they're not garbage deleted scenes. Like you know, sometimes they're like, "Hey guys, look at our deleted scenes." Like the original, like Joss Whedon Justice League cut. Look at these scenes. It's like these bring nothing to the movie. I don't remember but, like those. the Shang Chi one. It's yeah, exactly. Right. But the Shang Chi ones actually, it's like, whoa, these are like key scenes that he like got rid of. Like entire entire storylines, like completely different had he left them in. And I think with the acting, what I liked is like, like I said, there was really no bad person. They all, I can't really pick a favorite either, but they also didn't choose the, like Aquafina. Oh, I can. Like Aquafina could have easily been the comedic relief, but they kind of gave her more of dramatic elements, which I kind of liked. They kind of, and they gave more of the comedic relief to, uh, what's his name? Ben Kingsley. I think they kind of like, they didn't do what you thought they were going to do with those characters, which I thought was good. I thought Wenwu, the guy who played, uh, how do you pronounce his name? Tony Lung. He was so good because like. He's my. He's he's the best one in my opinion. He did amazing. He was my favorite to watch. I wanted to watch every scene that he was in. And I didn't realize that like this is his first like English speaking role, which I was like, whoa, that, that actually makes me like like appreciate his performance even more, like a different level. Well, oh yeah, he hasn't done like anything here because in, that's like, hard to do to go from like east to west or west to east. You know, I would I would like to um, ask Matt a question. Have you watched Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon yet? No. God damn it, Matt. 
No, I, I will. Because then you will see. You can will we throw it into it. a month that we're doing you so I can just watch it? <laughs> Kelly, can you please curate a... Um, a uh, can I do uh, an entire Asian month where yeah, it's yeah. like you guys just watch kung fu films that I love? What yeah. month is a- Asian Heritage Month? I don't know. Oh, There's a certain month. Oh, you Yeah, you have to watch that. But yeah, first of all, like the one, th- the first thing that stood out about this movie was its cast. Like uh-huh. the cast is stacked. Like Simu Liu... Kim's Convenience, great. Like, that's really only what I knew him from, but I still loved him in Kim's Convenience. Aquafina goes without saying all of her work, but when they said that they cast Tony Lung, I lost my shit because I was like, he is literally, like, the top actor in Asia. Like, the top actor. Like, whoever, like, he's, like, the Brad Pitt of Asia or just, like, I, I'm not saying Brad Pitt's a top actor, but it's, like, yeah. he's there. Like, when you think of, like, who's the best male actor in, like, Asia or China, it's him. Like, it, he is so good. And when I saw that he actually signed on for a Western film and it was this film, it's, like, this has to be special in some way for him to do that because he could give two fucks about debuting in the West, to be honest. And they also said, like, Simu Lee... Sum- Simu Lee said, like, they said they, they chose Simu him. Lu. Simu Lee, sorry. They chose him because, like, he was able to kind of, like, balance that, like, those Western elements they were pulling into the movie and also the Eastern elements. And he was kind of able to, like, just switch on and off from which one they were doing depending on the scene, which I thought he did very well. I thought everyone kind of, like, it didn't feel like you were watching a movie that had, like, two elements kind of trying to be together and didn't work. It just flowed very well, which I never really... Yeah. You don't have those type of, like, influences coming in flow as easy as this did. It wasn't like Mulan. Exactly. Uh, it was like all over the place. Like Destin, like Daniel Craig, yeah. Destin Daniel Craig, like he captured Kung Fu Asian type cinema perfectly. Like Ang Lee, like not per- Ang Lee does it better. I'm not going to lie. Ang Lee does it better, but he, he captured the way that they do like Kung Fu Wushu Wuja movies, like really well for an MCU movie. Like the beginning, I like almost started crying in the beginning when the fight scene between Wenwu and um, the mother, I forgot her name, but her the actress's name is Fala Chen. When their fight scene was beautiful and that's exactly what it's like in Wuja films and it wasn't cheesy and it wasn't like, it was just like, it was so, I love it. Like the way the flow, the kinetic, the kinetic filming, like ugh, it was just great. Like, well, I think that's, it, it really got me. He did a really good job where it was like, I kind of compare this movie to Wonder Woman where it's like, it wasn't like super, super out of the box and like creative wise, you know, it was a really good story, really good movie, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like a super out there with like creativity, but they, in that little box they had, they did everything they could and they, and they pushed it as much as they could. And it was an amazing film. And he, oh, had- I disagree. I think the, I think the fighting choreography was something that Marvel hasn't even touched upon. No. And I, and I, and I agree with Kelly. I think that I'm surprised Marvel even went there with that and did a, film that had was mostly subtitled and a film that the cinematography and the way it was filmed and the action scenes were not used to america american cinematography audience. was different than what they're used to well when you do like uh one of the what is i can't i can never pronounce it the wushan wuja wuja film like yeah yeah it's it's a different way of filming like it's very smooth and like it glides and, and that, it's like it's pan shots it's like zoomed out shots yeah it's like, not like this was this is a foreign film compared to for the mcu this is like me going to watch a foreign film but in an mcu and i'm surprised i actually did that and i think that's why it's so high on my list because it surprised me 
and didn't follow the MCU formula for how to film a movie. I guess that's true. I just, to me, like, maybe I'm thinking, like, I guess there and are I elements. Think you need to see some of these films to And maybe understand. that's why. I and think, that might be why. I think it's because, like, you haven't really seen them that you don't realize how different they are. No, and that could be 100% true. I, I, I don't think, I'm not saying there was nothing different about it, but to me, because I probably haven't seen really any of those films, it didn't, like, I'm not saying it didn't have creativity, but it didn't, like, break the box, but also I didn't see those, so that might be why as well. But I thought everything. Yeah. Came, like I don't know what other movie you would compare to it. I mean, because it had it had, it did have like you know typical Marvel elements in it. That's why like it, it didn't. And I've seen no, a, yeah, but like it like as a whole, like what other movie can you compare in terms of like Iron Man is the closest, but that's because of just how good it is. But in terms of style and everything, it's not remotely like any of them. See, to me, I didn't think there was much of a style to it, but maybe because I didn't see those movies, I, I don't think it's, he had. It's like watching Wandavision without having ever seen a sitcom in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, to understand how perfectly they they they, they got what they were trying to do. See, but to me, WandaVision... Which is why, like... No, but that's also why people didn't like the first two episodes of WandaVision. But, but, because oh, a lot of people just weren't connecting with, like, the 50 sitcoms and everything like that. Like, pe- a lot of people don't like the first two episodes of WandaVision because they were... Um, too different yeah they were too different they weren't the marvel trope and people were just like oh you know and then like people didn't a lot of general public people didn't think it was creative or anything meanwhile it's like if you don't understand the genre i can see where you're coming from so well see like yeah one division i don't consider that i can because i never i mean i've really i've watched clips of i love looser dick van dyke i really haven't seen anything but i still understood that and i got that maybe because i'm thinking more story-wise maybe not the story was more typical superhero you know it had that that normal no, hero's journey the story the story followed the marvel formula it was the way they told the story that i thought was much different than what they usually do and i'm more they talking took chances i'm more talking about the story in itself where it stayed within its box didn't kind of like go anything creative wise but yes i i don't know exactly the what was it called the the style that they're going for Uja. i i know i really haven't seen any of those movies so i understand i wouldn't connect with it as much elements i got that i was like oh wow this is different but i'm more talking about maybe that's why i wasn't clear i'm more talking about like this story was a great story though in its normal marvel story i still i still think that it it had its normal mcu formula but it also wasn't an mcu formula because you're taking a superhero who wasn't necessarily a good guy from the get-go which i know like that's like iron man and like winter soldier and stuff but it's like you know he was actually an assassin who had killed people before He's trying to do the right thing, but it's like he wasn't coming from a place of like purity. So like like I said, like Iron Man is probably the closest that'll that you'll get to it. But um the story itself I just thought I thought it was a little different from the Marvel formula, to be honest. Like I don't know, I just felt each character had such a magnetic energy. Well that's it a- just it blew my mind. Like it wasn't like you couldn't have this movie without any of these individual characters. No, and like the acting was, I think that's what helped also. Like you kind of, the acting's so good that like it kind of hides that fact for me at least that it was a little more of a, like it was, there have been stories like this told in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but you have, you almost get distracted by that because of the acting, because of the fighting, because they, they have elements that weren't usually seen. Like there's Black Panther, but I thought the cast shined a little more in this than Black Panther. And like you have the action, which like, is the best of all time in Marvel. And I would say in a lot of, and just in action movies in general is 
pretty high up there for the best action because it was so good. Like, you couldn't take your eyes off of it. And you weren't watching a CGI person do it. It wasn't like Black Widow where you saw, like, a weird, like, animation, like, pop off someone where they, like, got kicked off. Yeah, the way they did the fight scenes, except for, like, probably the end, the last big battle, it was it was actual people like yeah green screen but it was actual people it wasn't like um it wasn't like black widow where she got weirdly cgi because she was doing stuff that no person in real life could do and it wasn't like any of the other movies where they're wearing a costume that obscures their face and it's like really easy to like cover them up yeah and i mean they're like they're not real so i think what like bringing the kind of eastern movie elements to it actually made it feel like super authentic to me that's why i was like that's why i did like it because it it really did it did well that's why you need to watch more i know i know i know i need to but it's just like it it, it weirdly grounded it for me but also like there were these like they had all this mystical stuff in it and or or like not mystical but i I guess mystical but like and it didn't feel it was just very well balanced which i give him a lot of credit but i also like daniel destin craig i mean I don't know if you guys ever saw, I know you saw Short Turn 12, but Just Mercy, that's why I was excited to see this movie because I was like, oh, wow, like he's not like a typical, he's not like the people who did the Captain Marvel where they, they were just like fish out of water. I think he knew how to make a good movie. He just never did it on a big scale before. Once again, you need to watch now Short Term 12 because that movie is unbelievable. So is Just Mercy. It's incredible. But also like he ate, well, him and the writer were able to fix the gross fix, the gross mistake they made in Iron Man 3 and actually make it, you know, I was like, oh, that's actually a pretty good fix they did. I didn't care for the Ben Kingsley storyline. I think that's like the least favorite part of the movie. Now, did you like it better than Iron Man 3 though? Yeah, because they fixed it, but I think they should have ignored, they should have ignored the... Ben- you have to reference it. They could have, I don't know, just killed him off real quick. Like, I just... Just get rid of them. I think it was fine referencing it, but I agree with Jimmy that it wasn't necessary. That was really just fan fodder. That's just fan service right there. Like, he wasn't necessary. He was really funny. I liked it, but he didn't need to be in it because, you know, a lot of people are just like, oh, my God, it was great. He brought Ben Ben Kingsley. And I'm like, I really don't care about him. Like, I could have done without him. Like, a lot of people were like, that's the best part that they brought him back. I'm like, no, that's not the best part. The only, like, the only other white actor in it is not the other best part of the fucking movie. No, I wouldn't say it's the best part. I just liked how they, I liked that they had him because you saw the contrast of what they tried to do in Iron Man 3 and the, actually what they could achieve. Like, it, it really, seeing it. I don't think it was it a together. contrast. It was just, it was just funny to bring him back and just be like, yeah, we fucked up. That's yeah. it. I mean, they literally could have fixed it all at the dinner table. No, but it's funny because you see when, the actual Mandarin, like how he acts, and then you see what that yeah, is. But, but I mean, that could have all been at the dinner table because, yeah, like, like, they like just oh, yeah, been like, like they, they tried to, like, pretend to be me and they gave him some stupid, like, American Chinese <laughs> name, the Mandarin based off a Chinese food item. And, and, and then I killed him. I like seeing the two, not together, but seeing the two, how different they were. I thought that also improved to me, improved the actual Mandarin they had. I don't think it brought anything to the movie. And I don't think it was like a contrast or anything like that. Like, it, it was just stupid. Like, he wasn't necessary. I'm fine with him being in it. I did like the, his lines, but he just, the, he didn't need to be in the movie. I mean, he didn't need to be as big of a part, but I feel like he needed to be a little bit in it, at least. Uh, to me, at no. least. Because to me, no. uh, I, I, can, I can see how you're no. saying, like, uh, they can, they, he didn't need to be a, as big of a role, but to me, he needed to be in it a little bit because it helped it for me as well. I don't think so. I think if people just liked it because it was like, yay, Iron Man 3, and it's like, okay, cool. Like, I don't think it's anything important. It was not important. I disagree, but I mean... Yeah, but the reason you like it was because it's Iron Man 3. <laughs> no, I, I... Well, I like they fixed Iron Man 3. That made it nice because Iron Man 3 sucked Yeah, balls. but... 
but other than that, no. And I also think that people liked it because it was a familiar MCU character where it's just like, okay, like that's fine, but he wasn't necessary. No, I know. But I, just like I said before, to me, it brought, it brought more of a layer to the real Mandarin. I know it didn't for you, but to me that it actually helped me like the Mandarin even more because it showed really what that character is. No, it didn't. But I know that to you, but to me it that. did. That's what I'm saying. That's the difference. Uh, I know, but I'm just like, I don't know how it made him better. Could it show what it really, what, how he can really be? It, it wasn't like, this is what watered down version they try to make me. And this is who I really am. Like, you should be scared of me. I think he did that without it, but. I think that was made when he killed everyone in front of the, 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 the his son. When he killed everyone in front of Shang-Chi when he was young. That's Which, like, again, that is out of the MCU formula that we were talking about. Because that was really dark how violent he got in that, in that restaurant scene. Like with the killing of the people. Yeah, I mean, but like I said, Phase Four is, but it's their other movies have had it similar. Like Phase Four has been doing that; they've been getting a little darker with their stuff. Yeah, with Phase Four, but other movies haven't done that. What other movie has done that? The Black Widow intro was more darker than that's. I I yeah. I'll give you that the Black Widow intro was darker, but like I, you didn't know those characters as much at that point. You know Black Widow. You didn't. No, it's not it's that. different because yeah, you knew Black Widow, but there was like not focusing just on her. It was all the Black Widows. No, like, I'm, I'm not. I'm just, you asked another, a darker scene. I said that. That's all I was saying. I'm just saying that to no, me is darker. I said, I meant outside of phase four. Oh, I, I didn't say that. I said only phase four had it. I think the killing no, of Gamora yeah, was the, the closest I, you can get. And I said, give me another MCU movie that gets, that gets that way. But I said, it, there besides are no other ones four. besides phase four. So I would give I you mean, the killing the Black- of Gamora. Now that you said that, Jimmy, the non phase four movies that, because like dark and like mature to me are like two different things. For me, the death of Gamora was maybe more like on the mature side, like more complex and adds more of a layer to a story. But like when it comes to dark, like for phase three or anything else, like I think of Infinity War, maybe where uh, Thanos literally like orders his his uh, like minions to shoot half of Gamora's people. And then maybe like Thanos torturing uh, Nebula, which I I think why Thanos is a good villain, because like he is like that's he brought darkness which I think ushered it in for phase four. I don't think that was dark. I don't think superheroes dying in that type of manner is dark. Like in terms of like, I'm like, that's not dark. Like sometimes they die, like stuff like that. But like, depending on like the, the way it is like black widow, that was dark. Cause it's like, they're stealing little children, everything. Shang-Chi that was dark because he's literally brutalizing and killing people in front of his eight year old child. And like, it's just pure rage. And then like, but like a superhero, like Gamora or something dying like that, I don't find that dark. No, yeah, I don't think Phase Four. I don't think Phase Four really went into. I mean, uh, anything before Phase Four really even touched upon that until now. That's why I was I was agreeing with you until there. I just thought some of the things in Phase Four, like the Black Widow opening, was a little darker. That's it. I think I just considered this darker because I saw it with my eyes. With like Phase Four, it's like implied, obviously, that something terrible is happening to them. I thought Eternals had like a more mature story maybe that that maybe that's what it is it was of interest it actually made you think to me i i a marvel movie really never made me do that that's it what wasn't I was geared towards children that's for sure yeah, that one actually made me like think like wow that was like an interesting topic they tried to decide i i feel like it really rose like set the bar for this phase and like the type of movies that could be like black widow i loved was in my top 10 but like shang chi like just blew my mind at how well it was no yeah like the only thing i didn't care for was the cgi at the end that's oh, probably it. See, I my I didn't like this. Some of the stuff in the earlier scenes, like there's a bus that one of the bus scene, like during the bus scene, there's this piece of CGI that's like it looks like a video game, and I thought that was even worse than the ones at the end. The CGI honestly wasn't the great in Shang Chi. Like that, 
I'll say like a hundred percent, like it wasn't great, but like I don't think it had that big of a budget, right? I think it was like close to two hundred. Yeah, but is that considered a big budget? Is it a big budget for a Marvel film? It's probably m- middle high because like the lower ones are like one forty, I think. All the Spider Man are like I, in the like in like the under one fifty, I think. There's no way that Shang Chi was more expensive than Spider Man. Well, No Way Home, no, but from the other two, I believe. Me, uh, I thought Shang Chi was in the was in so, like the oh, mid one hundreds. So Shang Chi is one fifty to two hundred, and Spider Man that was the Homecoming one was okay. So one seventy five. So it might be around the same. Yeah, like back to what we were saying before, we like went off a little bit, but like the cast itself, like getting Michelle Yeoh in it, like that was like icing on the cake. Like it was just everything about this movie went well for it. And I'm someone who did not think it was going to be good at all. Like I had low expectations after like what Disney did with Mulan and everything. I was just like, they don't know how to respect like a different type of, like a different type of cinematography, what needs to be done. And it's like, this changed my like entire like view of it, this movie. Cause I was like, wow, they actually were like, okay, let's step back and not get involved and try to make this into something for like Western audiences, like they were like, fuck it. Like this is an Eastern movie. F- See, like that's the thing. I think the having such a great cast made it more of a character driven movie than a plot driven movie. And I, I think that also helped it, which also made it stand out a little bit more too. It wasn't like it didn't like, it was more about his story than just like things that were happening that pushed him to like plot point A, plot point B and stuff like that. You had all the characters kind of coming together and having it form very organically. I thought, which were, was really nice. I don't know. Yeah, I just I, th- I thought it was really. I think you're right. They they didn't kind of like hold back to like like yeah, what, like what were, Mulan did. They were just like, this is how a fight scene should be filmed for a movie with a character that is a martial artist. Like this is how you film a fight scene. And they were like, okay, let's do it. Not like you know everything else we see, quick cuts or anything like that. It's like this is how you film it. You actually and you have an actor who can actually do it. We need to see their faces because people or get more into it when they see the faces. Like, it's like, we see them. We know they're doing it. Like, this is a real fucking superhero right now. Yeah. Also, like, I think I was reading that uh, Daniel Destin Craig or Destin Daniel Craig literally said, like, he didn't put a fight scene in there that didn't have a meaning behind it, which also I think helped with, like, the whole, like, you get excited for it because you know it it means something to him, which means something to you while you're watching it, which also helps. Yeah, it wasn't an, they weren't empty fight scenes. Exactly. And they're really, yeah, I think the so, bus scene is probably the best MCU fight of all time. Also, they should hire whoever did the fighting, go work with the other movies. Oh, and honestly, my favorite fight scene is between him and um the de- and Death Dealer in the building. I know it's short. That's a good one, I too. I love that fight scene because, like, every hit that they make, you just feel the powerful impact of it. And you're just like, fuck, like, and the how fast they're moving. It's like, that's how fast they're moving in real time, I think. Cause I was watching a behind the scenes of it and they were moving extremely fast. They probably sped it up a little bit. Cause I know that they did that when he was running down the hall. I'm like, Oh, they did that thing when they speed him up. There's no way anyone can run that fast unless you're Usain Bolt. <laughs> that was his running double. <laughs> I don't know. Like everything about Shang-Chi was just great. I saw it four times in theaters. Like I just, I, I enjoyed it each and every time. I hope they mailed like, like uh Talo more into like the universe. I hope it's not just like a isolated thing only for his movies. I, I would like to see these characters, all these characters kind of interact with other people as well. I think they were really good characters. Well, they kind of did in the post credit scene. Well, just Katie. I want, yeah. I want like 
Jailing. I, I want like t- Michelle Yeoh. I really liked. I thought she was good. She'd be good with like other people. I was fortunate that Wen Wu died, but it, it made sense. I to know the movie. It, it had to happen. I thought for me personally. Yeah, it makes sense for him to die. Like it does, but it just sucked because he did such a good job. I think he's like my favorite MCU villain. To be honest, like I feel like he they finally did a villain like an antagonist right in him. Like Loki's the only other person. Loki, Thanos, and then Wenwu are definitely the top three. Like yeah, I think my favorite. I think villains. my favorite Thanos, and then maybe Wenwu. He's definitely top three. I also know yeah, you guys Wenwu, don't like him, but I like Killmonger as well. But yeah, no, I don't care for him at all. I just don't think he really brought anything. I don't know what it was. Like I wanted to like him because everyone was like raving about him, but like I really just don't don't find Killmonger compelling or anything. Like he really, like Jimmy said, comes off as just like a whiny brat like in hindsight when you look at when you think of him i just feel like to me the first time that like because he that came out before infinity war right yeah i feel like that was the first villain where you actually were like oh i kind of agree with him sort of more than the more than the hero if you feel like the hero was being wrong and he was like oh wow okay. i just think that the story in black panther was you a don't mess. like black panther either though no i just thought the story was a mess that that was that was a whole mess why would you make your your lead the least interesting character in that film I don't know if they were going for that. But. Well, that's the way their issue was. Like, no, yeah, I agree with Jimmy that I liked all that. Like, I wanted, I like Okoye way better than and I um, thought, T'Challa. And I thought for this movie, they 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 had its own story, which was nice, but they they kind of like put little things here and there about the MC, which was nice, like that fight between Wong and the Abomination. Like, that was like nice little like things like, wait, what? What's happening there? But then it goes right back to the story and it doesn't really miss a beat. Like, you kind of can get some fan service there, but then like your next thing, you're like, you're back invested into the story which I thought was nice and very well, well handled. Yeah. I think that's probably like one of the issues that with Eternals, in my opinion, is that like we're in a world with the MCU movies where everyone knows who the Avengers are. So it's like acknowledging it in Shang-Chi was like great. And like Eternals just being like, Oh yeah. Like no, we weren't there. Whoops. It's just kind of like that also worked against it. I feel like. I did read though, and I'm curious. Movie story. I can't. I have to wait and see because I did read somewhere there, like apparently, like up until their sequel, that the, 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 the apparently the characters are going to pop up throughout like Thor and in Captain Marvel and in other movies. So I, I, in Moon Knight, apparently, I read some stuff where I was like, you know what? Let me see because I understand they're like hidden from the world, but let me see like if they actually start to inter- interconnect. Because if they don't, then it's kind of why have the movie? Even though I love the movie, but if they do, it's kind of like okay, like maybe it's just like little here and there until their sequel work because i think the sequel is going to lead into galactus personally so like that was their movie to get into if they have one because they kept saying this movie doesn't really need a sequel but then they changed it so it could have one but that's what like but like shang chi did a nice way of like being like we acknowledge that there are other superheroes and that we know who they are and that it's not just oh we're living in a world that like we don't know these people i mean like i know jimmy said the same thing about ant-man Mm-hmm. Which I was like, okay, understood, but it, like, I don't think it's necessary. But it's still nice that, like, you know, they didn't they acknowledge like, oh, there's Avengers and stuff like that. Like, Eternals was just like, okay, yeah, there are Avengers, but like, we still don't do shit. Like, I don't know. Like, I just felt like that was probably something that worked against it. I I like the movie a lot, but I can see, I people have that sentiment about it. I just like the whole differentness of it. So I was maybe distracted about that element to it. Oh, I want. But- I also hope when they do the live action Avatar that they that they take some notes from Shang Chi and that's how air bending works. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle, oh, I, yeah. I thought you meant Avatar too. I think no. you meant like the blue people. Oh no, no, the last Airbender. Like, please take some notes from that. That's how it's supposed to look. 
like not M. Night Shyamalan's garbage. <laughs> I think a lot of people are going to be probably now because that's what happens. It's like movie does something that kind of takes takes a risk a little bit. Like like they, they incorporate a lot of Eastern movie like elements to it and like it worked. So now movies are going to be like, oh, yeah, like let's do that. That's that that, that. that works for a movie. You'll probably see a lot more now because of Shang-Chi. I hope so, because it's like that's how, I mean, like. You, you see it incorporated in certain movies like John Wick incorporates it and then it's like and everyone's like oh the stunts are so good and it's like okay yeah why don't we fucking do them this way like why do we still do it like fucking Jason Bourne yeah but I read online I was reading that like now watching Shang-Chi and then watching No Way Home it makes the end credit scene for Shang-Chi makes more sense now that you know that Wong is the Sorcerer Supreme like now because you're always because it's like why is he the one like taking the lead on all this now it makes sense and I wonder if Shang-Chi has an element in Doctor Strange or something. That might I'm I'm wondering. Well, Simi Lewis said I am not in Doctor Strange. <laughs> I know, but Andrew Garfield said he wasn't in Spider-Man, so I can't take what they say. That's different though. <laughs> I just I don't I don't believe any of them until I see the movie. Like, cause they could be lying, they could be tell the truth. It's just like they have to lie, pretty much. Like that's their that they tell them to do that. So I just have to wait to see. But I'm I'm very excited to see him come back again. And I feel like Katie's like Aquafina is gonna be a big part too. Yeah, because they made her in the in the end credit scene. Like they made her part of the, the thing. And Captain Marvel was there, and Bruce Banner, which is confusing because he had an, a sling, but in She Hulk, he has no arm problems. I have a lot. Now this is when this is when the MCU starts to get a little complicated because you have things taking place at this time, and you have other things taking place at this time, and you kind of connect the dots. But I'm very yeah. ex- and I'm oh, I'm very excited for Jai Ling. I think that I I hope that's like a Disney Plus series as her as like the Ten Rings. I feel like that would be cool. That would be really good. Or just her in the yeah, 10 rings I, is like a good idea. No, I would totally love that. And like one other thing off side note, I, with Wenwu, like another reason why I like him as a villain, I just felt like that with the movie, even though he wasn't the main character, I feel like they fleshed out his story so well mm-hmm. in terms of like filling it in. And it's like, why is he doing this? Why is he acting this way? And it's just like, I just think they did such a great job with it that, is why like so many people empathize with him and like him so much. And I also like how like it was it was an origin story, but ever I know like they said they don't want to do traditional origin stories anymore. And I thought this one was a decent one where it was like, yes, he he just doesn't realize until now, and then you kind of see his past while he's trying to confront his past. You know what I mean? Yeah. I thought that was a clever way to do an origin story without it being a quote unquote typical origin story. Mm-hmm. Are you guys ready for the game? Yes. Win, lose. <laughs> Okay, so, number one. During the bus scene, the actor who films the fight is the same actor from what MCU movie? A, Thor Ragnarok, B, Ant-Man, or C, Homecoming? Kelly, you are correct. Congratulations, you get a point. Okay, the answer is C, Spider-Man No Way Home. Also, just in case you forgot, we are from, we are, me and Jimmy are together, but Kelly is remote from us, so to try and make this the best way possible we're going to text our answers and whoever gets it right first gets the point just so everyone's following following along at home number two shang chi and the mandarin were considered to be introduced in the post credit scene of what mcu movie a the avengers b iron man or c iron man 3 oh i forgot to press enter okay you both are wrong so keep going okay well jimmy jimmy <laughs> pressed it first it yeah. was avengers it was avengers which would have been very confusing I don't know what, what well, that's were, weird. when they were eating the shawarma, they would have just been like, hey, I'm here for some shawarma. <laughs> they turn around. Sure. And they're, like, <laughs> they're like, what are you doing here? This is our favorite shawarma place. Uh, number three. Oh, and we're in New York now, not San Francisco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. How did I get here? Uh, number three. In the fight club scenes, one of the lower tier fights involves what pair? 
Wong and the Abomination, a widow and extremist patient, or a sorcerer and a Dora Milaje warrior? Kelly, congratulations. You're two for one. The answer is B, a widow and an extremist patient. Bonus question. What is the name of the six-legged, faceless animal that is friends with Trevor Slattery? A, Morris. B, Charlie. C, George. The answer is A, Morris. Ooh, Jimmy got it first. Jimmy did it before, but he did it before you finished talking. I got it as soon as I ended the question. I feel like he typed it out and then like hit send as soon as I paused. Is that how I you did, did too. Wow. <laughs> well, that's tied. So oh, let me whatever. okay. So let me try again with this with another bonus bonus. This could be a true or false question. True. The scene. <laughs> what do we put? T or F? T or F? Yes. The scene where Katie shoots the arrow into the dragon. Was that shot during a reshoot or or original principal photography? And wait, let me get my thing out. Th- that's. True or false? Was it during? Was it? Oh, it was during principal photography. True or false? What? I don't. Jimmy won. It was fun. They, <laughs> okay. they shot. They shot it two days before the premiere, which might be why some of the green screen stuff, Kelly, you d- you thought was off because like they shot things like days before the premiere. That's stupid, but whatever. Let's do MVP LVP. Let's just get okay, them all out of the way. Okay. 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 Uh, MVP. I will give my MVP to. I'll do. I'll do Wenwu because he was really good villain. Jimmy. I'm going to give it to the, the director. Oh, that's a good one. Kelly? Choreography. Oh, fuck. I forgot all these things. Uh, number C, I mean, number C. Uh, LVP, least valuable player, I will give to, I'm going to say the CGI. Ben Kingsley's character. Oh, can I say both? Sure. Uh, it's a tie. See, both. ties happen in real life. <laughs> I think I'd have to give it more to Ben Kingsley character. Because I will say the CGI, even though like, some of it that wasn't great. The dragon was good, surprisingly. Like, you would think that would have been where they fell. Well, that's because that's where I all think, the money went. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I think Ben's king of the character is definitely the LVP. Okay, Jimmy, now it's time for... Are you ready? Yeah. I will give it a nine. Kelly? Nine and a half. I can give it a nine. <gasps> that's a 9.2. A 9.2? That's a oh, higher this month. yeah. I don't know, Kelly. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to go for a 10. I will never give a movie. Uh, no, I, no. I, a CGI and the Ben Kingley part it loses the half. Was it you who gave it Quiet Place to a ten? Because I know I gave it a ten. To, or was it was that the one exception? I don't remember. Two people gave it a ten, but I can't remember who it was. I'll have to listen back. Probably was me. But anyway, that was our. I know, like I can't like I, I know you're gonna be like, well, why did you give that a ten and then Shang Chi a nine point five? And I was just like, yeah, Matt. <sighs> I, oh, I, I, I wasn't. Know. I was gonna end it actually, but. <laughs> No, you, I mean, it's different. You know what it is? I, I think Y Place literally had very few errors. There's, yeah, that's what the thing is. Is like enjoyability way higher for Shang-Chi, but like in terms of errors or things that I have issue with, like just because I don't have an issue with a movie doesn't mean that that's my favorite movie, you know? I also, I, you guys disagree with me on this. I can give a movie a 10, even though there's a couple of flaws to it, though, because I love it so much. That, but we're, yeah, well, like, I've watched Shang-Chi, like I told you, like so many times. Quiet Place 2, I've only watched like maybe two times. Yeah. Like like I can say, I can say there are certain things wrong with Spider-Man, but I can still give it a 10. And also I watched it three times back to back to back to back. And I would want to watch it again. Anyway. Yeah. So we looked, we, we looked back guys. We're now into 2022. Hopefully the movies are good. So we will see you next month for, I'm not going to say the movies. Do you want me to say the movies? No, you can just say the title. Okay. Uh, so, the, the theme. so February, you know, the heart, the, the month of love. We're gonna, we're gonna give we're gonna do good for her movies. Explain why, Jim. Because it's like an anti Valentine's. It's 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 ironic. 
You could have just left it at anti-Valentine's Day, but you know, you, no, had to was, self, you was, somehow had to go farther. I was looking for the word ironic. That's the word I was looking for. It's iconic. Ironic and iconic. Uh-huh. All robotic. I don't know. I was trying to rhyme. Could have been erotic, but... Do we want to go that route? Uh, some of these movies... No! ...might have... Some erotic elements? I have erotic element. We will see you next month for our Good For Her month. We hope you enjoyed our look back on 2021, and we hope you enjoyed the movies we picked and the ones we thought were worst and best, and we will see you uh, next week and next month, technically. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. You can hear us anywhere you listen to podcasts, and we want to hear what you think, so leave us a review. Give us some likes on social media at Pop Horror Review. Click around www.poporreview.com. Become a member of our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash review for exclusive content and drink recipes. And one last thing before you go, make sure to check out the Titan Media Collective and Titan Cast Network. Enjoy the rest of your movie Monday. That was a Titan Cast episode.